Today's special bonus edition of the BS Podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network, brought to you by ZipRecruiter, our presenting sponsor. And now that I've met them in person, I feel a little closer to them, I gotta be honest. Went down there, they have a nice view of the ocean. I always judge all my businesses by whether you have a, a view of the ocean or not. That's when you knew you're, you're doing well. Uh, needless to say, we do not have a view of the ocean at the Ringer Tate. No. Someday. Maybe. Someday. 80% of employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site in just one day. Their powerful technology distributes your job to dozens and dozens of the web's leading job boards and identifies the right people with the right experience and invites them to apply to you your job. My listeners can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash BS. Someday you can have an ocean view. Meanwhile, BMW. God, I love BMW. I've been driving BMWs for the past 12 years. They're all new BMW. X3 has the level of performance you expect from a BMW, and I drive 6.0 with an intuitive touchscreen, available safety features like active blind spot detection, next-generation X-Drive intelligent all-wheel drive. Oh, man, I need to test drive this one. You can test drive it, the all-new BMW X3 at your local BMW center today. BMW only makes one thing, the ultimate driving machine. College basketball has heated up. Do not forget about Against All Odds with Cousin Sal and the degenerate trifecta who really all they live to do is to give you who they think is going to win the semifinals of the WAC tournament. That's that's your go-to stop for that. We also have One Shining Podcast with Tate and Titus that not only are they throwing up podcasts and micro-podcasts and all that stuff, but they're doing stuff for the Ringer Instagram as well. So keep your eyes open on that during the weekend. Tate, what are we most excited for this weekend, college basketball? Hmm... I'm excited for Tulane Temple this week. Okay. That's it? <laughs> Mike Dunleavy Sr. versus Fran Duffy. A little old school action. Mike Dunleavy Sr. is coaching? Still coaching. Tulane. What? Yeah. That's the that's the beauty of college basketball. God, Every, was, everyone's got a job. He was such a bad corporate coach. That's unbelievable. <laughs> is there a chance he could coach against Avery Johnson at some point? There, there's a chance in the tournament oh, if wow. Tulane wins it out. God, that would be great. Uh, yeah, so check that out. We'll be covering uh, the riveting subplots <laughs> like Mike Dunleavy Sr., is he, is he going to be in the tournament? No, they're the 10 seed in the American Conference. Oh, they could make it, though. They got to win. All right, I'm rooting for them. I, I would love the chance to make fun of his coaching one last time. Uh, so check that out. If you missed part one of this podcast with Chris Bosch, we put it up yesterday. And uh, I really enjoyed it. I've been waiting to talk to this guy in a long form way for a while. And I knew he had it in him. He's great. Here's part two. But first got to do it. Here they are. One more time. Pearl Jam. This is the decade of, I think people, you know, you think about when LeBron made the decision and people were so mad and nobody thought of after. People just say, I include myself. People think of athletes as these are the guys we watch them, we root for them, or we root against them. They're not real people. Yeah. You know, there's there's some sort of distance. Yeah. And as the as the course of this decade went along, that distance is gone. Like we're taping this on a Tuesday. Kevin Love wrote this piece on Players Tribune today about, you know, basically mental health and yeah. some of his issues with it. And it was so personal. This is happening all the time between Twitter, Instagram, yeah. these Players Tribune pieces, podcasts. Yeah. And the distance is now gone. And I think people, Durant took a lot of heat for the Golden State thing, but also he came on my podcast four times last year. We talked about all kinds of times? shit. Yeah. We talked about all <laughs> kinds of shit. And, and this is a guy who's might be the best basketball player in the world right now. Yeah. Giving his thoughts on everything. He's and that's just kind of where we are in 2018. Yeah. I like it. What do you think? I don't. I'm, I'm kind of mixed on it. I'm on the fence about it. I think for what? one, I understand both sides. Yeah. I understand that um, uh, uh, this is the age of information. Um, the internet has allowed everybody to share, and, and at the same time, is brand awareness of basketball players, which is great. They realize that it's more than just the game. Um, so you're saying it's not you don't think it's 100% genuine or you think no, it's like genuine. it's just part of the game it's it's a part of the game because yeah. the game's getting bigger right yeah. so wherever you go in the world if you play an NBA and that's been my experience you go anywhere in the world people know who you are and so you have that voice and that platform to express yourself 
Um, and then I'm kind of I was raised by raised by old school guys in the game. And it was always about competition and protecting yourself. So like with Kevin in Kevin's instance, him writing that piece and I read it. It's great. As a competitor, I would look how to exploit that. Interesting. Now, it's great for being awareness and mental health, and that's absolutely fantastic, and you need that. But then there's a side at the same time where it's like, oh, okay, your enemy is going to read that. And that's great that we're all friends, but at the end of the day, it's one trophy. Right. Um, and <clears throat> Information is currency. Information is definitely currency. And, and so, yeah, I mean, you, you allow people to kind of, you allow people in, which is great, but then you allow guys on the other team in. So it's kind of, it's, it's a balance. Did you feel that with Dallas in 2011 with, those guys were talking all kinds of shit. And once they smelled blood in the water with LeBron, they were really going at him. And yeah, to I mean, they were, yeah, they were, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was, it was a great line. Jason Terry's still talking. Yeah. I think it was in our heads because for me, I'm from Dallas. So I was back home and I had that pressure to deal with. Like, I remember watching like a couple, a couple years later, some of my, Oh, high school teammates with Dallas gear on. Not Ooh. teammates. I'm, yeah, it was a teammate. Okay. It was a teammate, actually. But some people from my high school was like wearing Dallas Mavericks gear. And I, you know. You were like, okay. I said, oh, oh, okay. That's cool. That's what we're doing now. That's cool. And I know we haven't spoken, but I see how you feel. Yeah. You know, I see who you're supporting. The line is in the sand, bro. <laughs> He's got on Dallas gear. I couldn't believe it. And that's after they beat us. Right. So I'm like, you know, you're a bandwagon dude. You know it. I know it. That's messed up, man. You you didn't go for the Mavericks. You wasn't wearing Mavericks gear back then. Yeah. And then a person you know is against the Mavericks. And this is, okay, that's cool. I was always interested <laughs> during that whole Miami experience. It seemed like you were really cerebral about the whole thing, even as it was happening. I had to I be. think Battier was too. I had to be. Well, both you of you guys to. were kind of like, this is weird. I'll never be in another experience like this in my life. Yeah, you have to, you have to like, I don't know what the word is, but you have to rationalize. Yeah, you have to rationalize what's going on because irrational things happen. Yeah. And you have to kind of say, all right, well, yeah, this is because, and then for me, I started studying all the championship teams. I started a deep study of that, and I kind of found uh, some clues in there. And, and and so this is part of what my basketball book was about. So you must have read the disease of more Pat Riley. I read your book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I read your book. I didn't know. I didn't read Pat Riley's book. It wasn't that intense. <laughs> <laughs> I told Pat I was going to read his books. I think I'm ready to read his books now, but as a player, ah, but like, yeah, I mean, I will watch the Celtics. There's a lot of lessons from them, from history, but many basketball. great lessons, man. Yeah. And I watched them all. And I watched, I watched Jordan and those guys. There was a lot to learn through them. I watched Shaq and those guys, Shaq and Kobe, Jordan and Pippen in their two, three peak, the back to back double clutch in in Houston. Yeah, um, the '80s with Bird and Magic, um, the Pistons getting theirs. I mean, in that study, I didn't realize that the Pistons lost. Uh, in L.A., a game seven in L.A. Oh, my and God. That was a bad call. That was not a foul. It was terrible. <laughs> well, then, not a foul at all. You're talking about the one on Kareem. Yes. Thank you. <clears throat> not a foul. And he, yeah, I mean, but. Yeah, the Laker fans don't want to admit that they won the title on a little touch foul. Hey. Little tiny one. Take it however you Come get on. it, man. I, if, by the if, way, they beat us. <laughs> they beat us in '87 because they jumped over uh, Mikhail's back for the rebound and Kareem's missed free throw in Game Four. Was it? Yeah. That, <laughs> it's not like I don't still think about that or anything. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's how it happened. Yeah. So in in that you learn that there are these little moments yes. in sports that happen. Now, did he go over his back? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay, he went over his yeah. back. But Michael there were still more plays to be made. And sometimes you get in a position where you're either going to rise to the occasion or, you know, you get beat. I'm always amazed by how much injuries play a factor in the title year to year when you look back and oh, you pile it up. Like, yeah. Even you look at D. Rose going down when he did in 2012, which was the only reason the Celtics were even in the Eastern Finals. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I, I think you probably would have beat Chicago, but it was nice – you, were, you wanted to, to see to them fully kind of... 
Noah, Noah was somebody that gave you guys trouble, too. Yeah, you know, he was. They had, and Tibbs, he's crazy, and the yeah. Chicago fans are great. And You were still able to ground and pound a little bit. Yeah. And, and it was still kind of more of that um, uh, feeling in the NBA. It wasn't as fast as it is now. Yeah. And they could kind of, they were like, yeah, they were a huge, they were a heavyweight. They were old school. Indiana Brawler. was an, Indiana was probably the last old school team with Hibbert. Yeah, for sure. Which three years later, all of a sudden, that team makes no <laughs> sense at all. It was, your game was interesting because when you started shooting threes, I remember I had the prehistoric reaction of like, what the fuck is that guy doing? Get near the rim. <laughs> yeah. How are you helping them? And nobody understood the concept of A, three points are worth more than two. Yeah. B, spreading the floor is great. See, now you're opening things up for LeBron to get into the paint. Well, that's you're not what it clogging was about. the lane. It, we had two we eventually attackers. realized it, but yeah, we had two attackers, and I had to, you know, kind of really go deep into our team and kind of see who we were. Yeah, I was the two guard, right? Brian and D were the classic kind of postmen. Those are our post players. It just so happens that LeBron was our point guard too, and Dwayne played off the ball. Yeah, and he can play the pick and roll too. But post guys, those were our paint guys. And they could get there a bunch of different ways, but they're physical. Um, well, now the skills, I mean, you had, especially those last couple of seasons, that's probably the number one thing everyone wants right now in basketball. They're obviously the creator guy first, but yeah. then the big who can guard anybody on one end, but then stretch the floor on the other is like, that's it. That's yeah. what people want. I mean, yeah, I mean, you, I was, you, you should, you should have trademarked it. <laughs> they should be man, calling that position man. the Bosch. Damn, I should have. I'm going to remember that. All man. right. Yeah. Put that I might, down. Man. But you know, it, it's funny to watch it change. You know, it started in 08, 07, 08. Um, in Toronto, I played the five. I pretty much played the five my whole career. Yeah. I played the five as a rookie. Even when I was smaller, I, it wasn't in a concept from stretching the floor, but it was just it was a, all we had. A roster time. issue, yeah. Yeah, and then we drafted Andrea Bargnani, and so we had to figure out how to play together. By the way, nobody ever figured that out with Andrea <laughs> Bargnani. Sorry, Andrea Bargnani, but uh, a lot of people yeah. ask that question. Yeah, <laughs> but essentially I was the five. You yeah. know, I would roll to the basket, and I began seeing how um, you know, it, it kind of affected the game. And we have Phoenix. They would call us the Phoenix of the East yep. at the time. And you have Phoenix. And Phoenix started doing that. And it was like, what do we do? Nobody knew what to do in the league. And then in 08, in, in the Olympics, I got to play with D'Antoni and kind of see his concepts and what kind of plays we ran and how fast we played. Yeah, And that was his whole thing. He wants to speed up the game. That was the breakthrough. Yeah, he wants to get – you in multiple positions, and it was fun. I mean, it was fun basketball to kick it out to Kobe, you know, or D, and you've got Brian filling the lane. I'm filling the lane. Did you just say it was fun to play basketball with Kobe? It was fun, yeah, because he would go Kobe. <laughs> you know, I know Kobe's super serious. He was still Mamba. He had just lost the final, so he was, you know, super Mamba at the time. But, but. nobody remembers that gold medal game, though. Which he was, was amazing. Which was a heated game. Yeah. That game was incredible. I'm, man, I, I'm glad we had Kobe. We needed Kobe. Yeah, Kobe was Kobe <laughs> kind of came through at the end. We, that was Everybody's a looking game. at each other like, yeah. all right, who's taking over? And Kobe's yeah. like, I got this. I, I remember it was kept going back and forth. And I'm like, yo, we can't stop these guys. Yeah. We can't stop. You think sauce? You had 17 year old Ricky Rubio it was going Juan nuts. Carlos Navarro. Oh, yeah, that's he was right. Killing us. Yeah. And he, he started really turning it on in the fourth quarter. I think he got a contract from that game. Yeah. He played in the league the next yeah. year for the next four or five years. Ricky Rubio was playing great. And just as a team, I mean, they were clicking. And uh, yeah, Kobe came through, man. That he had the ball in his hands late. Yeah, that was. It that's was stressful. Not, that wasn't not, as fun as it looked. It didn't seem fun. It, it was fun when we were kicking ass, but then we got to that gold medal game. It's, you know, you start breathing a little harder. You, you That heartbeat, it's like, hey, slow down. What By are the you way, doing? 2000, 2012 <laughs> London had a moment too. Were you Did on it? that team? You no, were, I was not oh, you on that on team. team. I was hurt. There was a moment when they couldn't get LeBron back in the game and Spain was making a run, and it was the same thing. It was like, wait a second. In the gold oh, medal game? Yeah, this is like, oh, shit, this is a moment. <laughs> this is Things are happening. Yeah, I mean, you know, they were a good team. They had a lot of great players. Yeah. They don't get notoriety for that international team, but they had, I think, probably six or seven guys that played in the NBA. You know what else I remember at the 2008 <laughs> Olympics? You and Wade and LeBron and 
and uh, Mickey Harrison's son all in a hotel room planning the decision <laughs> two years you remember, later. You remember that? But one? I just I heard rumors. That I heard was a good there was one. a maid. There's a maid who was cleaning the room and heard you guys talking about it. <laughs> I she didn't emailed even know. Me. I didn't even know Nick. I knew him, but I didn't know he was until you he know, masterminded the, the whole decision. Yeah, thing. Yeah, then when we start masterminding everything, it's like, oh hey, I thought you were you know. Nick so, Harrison, that's cool. So what did he do? He got room service and then he laid it out. Yeah, was there you know, like, just did like he write it out on a whiteboard? Shakes, fries and shakes, <laughs> and you know. So two years from now, your contract's up. Your contract's up. We'll create the cap space. By the way, I 100 percent believe this. I know I said I'm kidding. No, it didn't. No, it didn't happen. Okay. Man. I mean, we're not that smart. I would have. I would have. You never. Wasn't even you made a pact about. never to admit it publicly. Yeah, I mean that's true. You're right. So we'll we'll never know, man. <laughs> it's one of my favorite conspiracy theories. <laughs> Two, four, that's gonna be the funnest part i think that's gonna be one of the funnest part because nobody really knows yeah so like that'll kind of always be a thing add the mystery to it it's yeah, 2 I mean, 40 it's in the morning in greece one night and yeah. you guys all looked at each other like man yeah, let's you know. play together in two years <laughs> this would be great we'll kick everyone's ass yeah it'll be a lot of fun we're gonna be hated at first but yeah you know how that then goes. we'll win some titles yeah. let's take one more break we're gonna take one break here has your company outgrown QuickBooks? Are shared spreadsheets, manual processes, and legacy systems costing you time and money? Introducing NetSuite by Oracle, the business management software that handles every aspect of your business in an easy-to-use cloud platform. Save time, money, unneeded headaches by managing sales, HR, and finance and accounting instantly right from your desk or even your phone. Thousands of the best-known and fastest-growing companies use NetSuite to manage their business, and now it's available to you. Don't miss out on unleashing your business's full potential with the free guide with their free guide, Crushing the Five Barriers to Growth. Learn how to acquire new customers, increase profits, and finally get real visibility into your cash flow. Get NetSuite's guide, Crush the Five Barriers to Growth at NetSuite.com slash BS. Right now, once again, NetSuite.com slash BS. And again, it is free. Meanwhile, let's talk about the boatload of money you can make this week betting at my bookie. If you haven't checked them out, it's a perfect time to get into the action. The Madness of March is here. You like that, Tate? The Madness of March? Mm -hmm. I think it's a little twist. Lay down some money. Score big on college hoops. They have odds for everything. Live betting and all-new prop builder where you can create your own bet slips. Bet your friends that Mike Dunleavy Sr. will run out of timeouts with five minutes left this weekend. Whatever you want. Bet it at my bookie. Put your money where your mouth is. Bet from your desktop, tablet, on their world-class mobile site. Anywhere, anytime, MyBookie offers the fastest no-hassle payouts when you win. Join now. MyBookie will match your deposit with up to a 50% bonus. Use promo code Bill Simmons when making your account. You can even enter for a chance to win their million-dollar bracket challenge. Visit MyBookie.ag today and bet on the Internet's favorite sport book, sports book where you play, you win, and you get paid. If you listened to Tate and Titus last week, you would add Michigan in the Big Ten. Hey, let's get back to the one and only Chris Bosch. So, when was your last NBA game? Um, I forgot the day, but it was Thursday or Wednesday against the Spurs. But what year was it? What year is this year? It's 2018. It was 2016, the game so you, before All-Star break. You came back a little bit, and then, then you I were played gone. every game that year. Oh, I thought you had mm -mm. – remind me of the That sequence. was the last year. So yeah, yeah. 20, um, 2015, I had um blood clot issue. I had pulmonary embolism. I was hospitalized uh, for about two weeks or something like that. I had um I had to get my lungs drained, fluid for my lungs drained. Was this life-threatening in the moment? Yeah, it was life-threatening yeah, yeah. in the moment. And so, like, I didn't know it was life-threatening. And they were like, yeah, we're going to check you in the hospital – and as I'm being checked in the hospital, I see that, like, we just traded for Goran. And, like, I'm like, okay, I don't know what the, all this stuff means. But then they start hooking me up to machines. And they start telling me, oh, the next 24 hours is crucial. Then I had to call my wife. And um, she Googles blood clots. And um, was it um, who, who had just passed? I think uh, who had just passed? Kersey? Jerome Kersey? Mm. Did he? I don't want to say the wrong name. He's still alive, you know. But I think it was Jerome Kersey, and he had just passed. And um, so she's freaking out. I'm freaking out. And, uh, yeah, it just kind of turned this thing. And then when I think I'm going to the hospital, they're like, yeah, no, we've got to do surgery on you. 
Wow. So, so you found to, that out pretty quickly. I found that out four days later. Yeah. Been in the hospital for four days. I'm like, all right, I'm going home. They're like, yeah, um, we got to do surgery on you tomorrow morning. We've got to really just go in there and clean it out. And uh, uh, so I had surgery and was there for another week. And uh, yeah, it was a very interesting time. Uh, very, very tough time in my life. And then after that, came back from that. Came back the next year and then going into all-star break. Played every game and then going into all-star break, you know. Felt a little soreness in my calf. I'm like, oh, let me just make sure everything's cool and everything. And then it was like a distal distal blood cloud or whatever. But when when you say that, it's like everybody just jumps for the moon. It's like, oh, my God. And, right. you know, the season was uh, a wrap. Tried to get back, but it just didn't work. Did you um did they ever tell you why they thought you had this? Just total fluke or Yeah, I mean I'm not her you know, I don't have hereditary markers. You know, that's the first thing they check for is uh is it hereditary and it's not hereditary. So there's yeah. really no explanation. I mean we can theorize, that's a whole nother if you like conspiracy stuff, you can really get into medicine. You'd be Jesus. Ooh, that's you don't want to deal with that stuff. I was really worried about you <clears throat> beyond the normal reasons, just because, you know, I was in Boston when the whole Reggie Lewis thing happened and they mm-hmm. had a disagreement with the doctors and mm-hmm. and I was at the game when he pa- when he basically passed out against yeah. Charlotte in the playoff series and we thought he like pulled a hamstring or something and I was sitting in the tunnel he walked right by us mm-hmm. and it was like oh I wonder if he's going to come back and that was the last time we ever saw him wearing a Celtic uniform and then there was this back and forth about whether he should play again or not and found this one doctor who cleared him and they brought him back and he died like two months later. Yeah. And after that, I was just like, don't, don't trust the one doctor. Like trust. The... <laughs> so when it was going through with you, I, I was like, I really hope he gets talks to as many people as he well, possibly can. The thing can. about it is it hasn't been talked about. That's the problem. Yeah. You know, there's nothing, you know, they, they treated me just like they treated an 80 year old patient. Yeah. So there isn't, there's one size fits all. Yeah, it's not a plan. It's not a program. They don't know when they don't follow up and say, hey, it's been six months or it's been X amount of time. Make sure you do this. There's no plan for that. They just put the medicine on you and any questions. And that's it. You know, and this could be months later, weeks later, years later for some people. Um, So you had to reconcile as an athlete, basically, in the prime of his career. Yeah, what and it's like it's in, it's, it's in my calf. It's a distal vein. That was the whole argument. It's a distal vein. You know, here it doesn't, it's not like in a big vein and it's in my calf. It's just weird. And like, I, I think it's one of those things if you kind of, it's it's one of, it's, it's a box you don't want to open. Yeah. Because if I, you know, if you, if you test guys for that, you probably find some information you don't want to find out. So it's just one of those things. And, you know, for whatever reason, I'm in this position. And, and you know, it's been a blessing, really, because uh, I've been able to do other things and see kind of things from another perspective. And, yeah, it's kind of whack to kind of be in that position because of that. I, I felt that we had a great team that year. I wanted to compete for a championship. I wanted to get back to the the throne, and it would have been classic to play Cleveland that year. That's yeah. all that was on my mind was to get to the Eastern Conference Finals and compete. Once you're there, we felt that we had a chance if we get there. And I had all these factors that I was playing in my head. I'm like, all right, and it happened exactly the way that I thought it would, playing Toronto, Cleveland's there, and I couldn't do anything about it. How long did it take you to come to grips with everything? Two years, <laughs> two years, and that's just for that you know that particular point in my life. You know, yeah. it's it's tough, man. I mean, we've well, been playing basketball since when? Since you were like since three? I was eight years old. Yeah, eight. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I could picked up a basketball a long time ago, but organized since I was eight, nine years old. And yeah, it's kind of you're kind of at a space where it's like, oh well, what do I do now? Um, what am I even thinking about? What even do I like? And then you kind of you become bitter and it's just like a lot of stages you kind of have to beat but yeah I mean I was in the middle of more work I still wanted to be I wanted to it was like that last thing to be solidified to be like oh he was pretty good it was like the superficial muscles it's like okay I'm in shape but now I'm just doing my curls yeah just working on my beach muscles you know what I'm saying because we about to hit it and um you know 
if I do come back, it won't be in that capacity. Right. <laughs> It'll be like end of the bench team guy. You know, you know, blow the dust off of him if, if see if he can do it. You know, well, the silver lining is so. Let's say you're not a professional athlete. Maybe you don't even know you have this, and then you know, like if you're just a normal person, like an accountant or something. Oh. <laughs> like maybe how would you even know there was something wrong until maybe it's too that's late? That's true. That's you know? very true. And I mean, that's very true. And I mean, it got very bad. I mean, I knew because the first time my lungs were collapsed and yeah. I was like having pains. What the hell's going on? And yeah, it was like something is wrong. And then even, and then like a month later, then I went. So I was very lucky and very fortunate. I think about those things every day because it could happen any day. But, you know, it didn't. And the second time, it's funny, you know, like you were saying, everybody asked, are you okay? Are you okay? Like, I'm fine. It's just like you doing what you do now. And then tomorrow, sit over here and yeah, no, you just got to chill. And that's, that was it. Um, and so. And that's where the bitterness comes in. Yeah, I mean, not anymore. Yeah. That's where it came for a while um, because you feel like it's some unforeseen force <laughs> that kind of makes things happen or whatever. But I didn't think of it uh, like that for too long because there's no reason to. You have to keep moving. Um, it's not going to change your situation. So you might as well kind of take it and, and work with it. Do you get along with the heat now or no? Yeah, me and Pat yeah. had lunch uh, like two months ago. Great. Yeah. I mean, look, it's business. I understand that. I understand the situation that they were in. I mean, it's. Well, they're, and they're also aspects. worried about you as yeah. a human being, too. Well, I mean, you know, yeah. And uh, they're worried about me as a human being, but. It's also business. It's also business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And they have a ship to run. Yep. And, and we had many conversations. I sat down with Mickey, I sat down with Pat many times. And sometimes we were disagreeing, and um, that's fine. But at the end of the day, we both got what we wanted. Uh, we both got severance, and that's what it's about. Yep. At the, and, and after that, it was like, okay, we moved on <laughs> our separate right. ways. And even after that, I saw Pat um, a couple months ago. He, he was you know, around, and we sat down, had lunch, and we didn't even talk about us in, in basketball much we just talked about like life and you know the 80s right <laughs> well as a basketball fan you know that this there was a last chapter of your career that didn't happen it would have been really interesting to watch you hitting your mid-30s late 30s with how basketball is played because remember like sam perkins yeah he stayed till he was like 48 <laughs> he was shooting threes he, he, he was, he was, he was like the first pounds. stretch four yeah. stretch five because he, he couldn't run he could only <laughs> run from three-point line to three-point line yeah but i, I mean, feel like you could have played till you were like 42 43 baby. yeah i was trying to work on that game i was working on that game to sustain my ball playing and uh that was the next yeah the next phase in my career to be like all right i'm gonna still be an all-star Every year, I mean, yeah. I'm gonna come back, and this is what I do, and we're gonna be successful. And I've been baptized by greatness, so I'll be back on the stage, and that's how I felt, and that's what I was working towards. That was my new goal. But you know, for whatever reason, we uh, we weren't able to pursue that. It's still up in the air. But you know, yeah, it's two years, two valuable, valuable years that aren't dedicated to basketball, but. Uh, it's been even better because I've dedicated that time to my family. I've dedicated that time to being a father and a husband. And you have like is, how many kids you have now? I have five. My God, what are you doing? Stop having kids. I did. That's crazy. I know. <laughs> five kids. Yeah, I got five, man. So yeah, every I can't day handle is an adventure. Two. It's, 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 it, you, you get used to it. I mean, it's just, we well, have five, a, there's one that's just going to be crazy and you just got to let that one go. <laughs> that one's going to move out when they're 15 and hey, they're just going to be gone. My, you know, we'll, we'll always have a close hand on them. Uh, but, <laughs> well, let's wait, dad, I'm out. Yeah. I mean, but I'm, it's, I'm it's, moving to Miami. Yeah. No, no. You're 15. You can't yeah, move to Miami. Yeah. I'll step yeah. in. I'm like, all right, that's enough. <laughs> dad's here. Yeah. yeah right, I hear you. That, dad's stopping that one. But you know, it's, I've gotten a chance to really dive into that and and be a part of that and more and you realize how much you miss as an athlete um and then you realize that there are so many other things out there in the world uh to pursue and I've really been exploring my creativity especially with the kids I mean I was sitting down painting with them my son is in the Minecraft I had to go get him a computer and load the software and everything and 
just like going these other different journeys and it's it's like a brand new world. You know? I can identify a tiny bit because like when I left ESPN abruptly and I had basically five and a half months until I knew my next thing was starting. Yeah. And you have that first couple weeks and then it gets quiet. <laughs> Real and well, then in you my figure case, out, not as noisy in my you, case. Well, but you have, that's <laughs> it. You have your family. Um, but professionally, there's just all of a sudden there's no noise and it's just yeah. you and it's like, oh, I'm going to hang out with my kids today. It's like, wow, this is kind of cool. Yeah. I like this. Oh, yeah. you want to go to the movies? Yeah, I'd love to go. Yeah. And I mean, then all, all right. of a sudden it's Wednesday and it's like, oh, I don't even care what day it is. Well, I mean, I wasn't in that aspect because my kids were in diapers. You know, I think we had like three or four. We had all. We had three diapers at the time. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, that's like my worst nightmare. Yeah, that's tough. Now it's now it's a little easier. Yeah. I'm like, hey, come on. We're going with dad. And I can I can fix it. It's good when you can bag. hand them when you can hand them the iPad and they can be quiet Man, for forty minutes. Yeah, that's where you want to get bad. to. All right, cool. Yeah. Let's go. And, yeah, and we can go. But when they're you know when it's a stroller and a diaper bag and a snack mm. bag and sippy cups and bottles, that's tough, man. And we had Crumbs. a lot of that at the same time. Jeez. Crumbs, they're gonna do that. I think Crumbs you, are gonna you, still. I think happen. you keep doing crumbs until you're like twenty five. Yeah, I think that's like the I cutoff right. age. <laughs> but it's been it's been great, man. I mean, I've been able to do so many cool things, and and I've been able to reflect on on basketball and what it means to me, and and how it's kind of been my journey and everything, and what I'm gonna do with it in the future. There's no chance you play again, right? No, there's a chance. There's a chance. Mm-hmm. Interesting. What, there's what, a chance. What, what chain of events would have to happen? Oh, I would um, talk to a team, which I've talked to guys, and uh, you know they they're they're doc- because like I said, there hasn't been a plan. You know, so if a team creates that plan, then we can we can go from there. But we've uh, we've explored those things, and it's a lot of work. You know, we don't we don't have the resources to do the research and everything. But if it's important enough to a team to, um, you know, devise that plan and talk on the phone and talk to the doctors, insurance, and all these things, then yeah, we can talk about it. But um, me as an athlete, I just feel that it's something that um, I have to pursue. I mean, it just left in the middle of the night, pretty much. And so you're 34, 35. Now? I'll be 34 this month. 34. Okay. Yeah. Am I? Th- yeah, I'm 30. Yeah, 34. I'll be 34. So you're watching these old Sam Perkins highlights and getting and fired I'm up. Getting ready. Like, look I'm at Sam. Fired. He's 50. I'm going to the gym tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot but yeah, I mean, it's worth exploring. And worst case scenario, if it doesn't work out, I'll be in phenomenal shape. So that's all that matters to me. And there's media stuff too. Not just this podcast, yeah, I mean, but you dabbled. You dabbled on Countdown. Yeah, you dabbled I mean, on TNT. Yeah, dabbled on Countdown. Uh, Did you do Area Twenty One yet? No, I haven't done that one yet. I, oh, I, man. One day. You better have a lot of coffee before that one. <laughs> oh, you know how KG is, man. He's KG. ready to go. You got. I mean, you, you get along with him now. Yeah, it's great. I mean, he probably to insulted him you a few times. In one time, and then I was like, I'm not getting into you with you anymore. You got me, and he tricked me. And I never talk trash to him again. He'd be rah, rah, like three <laughs> inches from my face. I'm like, you're not getting me, bro. I fell for it once and no, never, never again. again. Never again. But yeah, I get to dabble in that. I like, I'm working on my YouTube channel and stuff like that and just trying to f- figure out, yeah, the, the thing. I mean, it's an interesting age that we're living in right now. So yeah. I kind of want to kind of dabble in everything and see what kind of sticks. You know? I have the most important question I'm ever going to ask you. You were on, I think you were a rookie on Vince Carter's team when he got traded. It was my second year when he got the traded. The second year, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, it really bothers me that there's this revisionist history with the Vince Carter thing, and now they're thinking about retiring his number and all that, because I always felt like he quit on Toronto that year. Mm-hmm. And you were there, mm-hmm. and everyone says Vince Carter's a good guy. I'm not, I'm not saying he's not. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure you liked him as a teammate. But I really feel like, that year, he didn't want to be there anymore, and he kind of tanked the situation, and the stats back that up. Have you seen the Is Carter Is that a fa- fair? I have fair. not seen the Carter that, Is fair. that a fair comment? That's a fair comment. But what people have to remember, he was 24, 25. Okay. He was a kid. Yep. They had just um, got what to the second round. They pushed Philly to the second round, probably feel that they could have won that or at least competed in the finals that year. Yeah. 
and they had a great team moving forward. They start injuries start piling up. Then it was all on Vince. I didn't realize this until I watched the Carter Effect. You have to watch that movie uh, when, whenever it comes out. But um, looking back on the story, things just he was having a tough year the year before. They had a losing year, and he probably won it out. They they didn't really go the direction, you know, that ended up being successful. And I don't think he agreed with those things. I don't think he agreed with the front office. And this is just me, my opinions. Yeah. It's just me looking outside, looking in. I, I think he was just in a tough place. And, yeah, did did the numbers reflect? Yes. And So I think were you mad came, when he went to New Jersey and all of a sudden he's putting up 28 a game? And he's Vince nah, Carter you again? Knew, you knew. I mean, yeah. you see it and you know. Vince, look, Vince, probably the most, other than until Brian came along, he was the most talented basketball player I've ever seen. I Vince would say, Carter. so I, to me, it's like him and T-Mac, I think, are the two from that decade that mm-hmm. I remember going to a T-Mac game once in Boston when he was at the Orlando peak of his Paris. I was like, oh, my God, what the hell is mm-hmm. this? The six foot eight guy who could do it. everything. He was 6'10". Yeah, or whatever. <laughs> yeah. He was 6'10". He and was I mean, ridiculous. It's hard. It's hard. Davis is like that now. And I wrote about Davis last week on The Ringer. Like, I watched Davis. I'm like, what the hell is this? Can't What's happening? It. I remember playing him on Christmas and, and you know, me in my mind. I'm like, I have to get back to this point. This is important for yeah. me. I have to have a good game. We have to win. We're going to the playoffs this year. I'm playing this young guy. And I remember guarding him. And he gave me, it was about five plays in a row. He went to him. He scored three out of five. I, I remember thinking, like, man, I can't stop this guy. Ooh. He's, woo. He doesn't know that. Yeah, I didn't you. tell him at the time. But I remember he gave me a move, gave me two moves, went by me, and then he jade me. J- jab, jumper, pop. I said, oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I get him on the ISO. I can't even get my shot off. I'm scared to shoot a jumper. He might block it. Well, he's got the freak arms. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's quick off the ground. He's 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 deceptively quick. How many guys have you felt like you couldn't stop? Just like him, KG. Early KG. And you know who else, Two, man, used to KG. kill me? Who? Louis Scola. Oh and wow, Al Jefferson. Oh, because they're, they're old school him. moves. Couldn't yeah. stop them. They would kill me, man. I was like, hey, somebody get him. Switch. <laughs> I'd be like, UD, help me, man. You get this dude, man. He, <laughs> Al Jefferson would annihilate me. I, um, one game, Brian had sixty. I'm lucky he had sixty because Al had like thirty eight and like eighteen. Yeah, I couldn't, man. I, I it's just those those strong, big body guys who are crafty. I couldn't do anything with those guys. The uh, the guy who's like that now is Jokic. Oh yeah, see he be like a guy. I'm, yeah, I'm about to kill him. <laughs> like man, he scooped me. He got the scoops. Yeah, big body, skilled, crafty. Those are the guys that used to just man kill me on the court. I had the second most important question I'm ever going to ask you. Let's talk about Jalen Rose as a teammate quickly. As a who? As a teammate. As a teammate. <laughs> he came to the T dot. Yeah, and took he claimed he took you under his wing. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he he taught me a lot of things. This is great. He taught me a lot of things too. <laughs> this is this is the only time we've been on complete common ground in this uh-huh. podcast because I've also learned a lot of things from yeah from Jay. Jay Rose. He he was very um he taught me how the way the league works and how it moves. I think he was one of those guys that he understood too well. You know, he understood how to use the media. Yep. He understood, you know, how to kind of position himself in a way to where, you know, he can get the ball on the court. Interesting. And he was very talented. I mean, I didn't know he was that tall, but playing with him, it's like, wow, I'm playing with Jalen Rosen. You see how good he is. He He was one of the first guys I saw with the true old man game. Like, yeah. Handling it, yeah, and then back you all the way down. <laughs> he was the guy. He give like eight up fakes. He he had his left shoulder. That was his move. Turn, do like eight up fakes. You yeah. wouldn't jump. Pop, <laughs> dot you right in the eye. He still has that game, by the way. <laughs> we played pickup like four years ago, and these guys talk shit. And he did that back down, back down spin yeah, move thing, like, man, come on where now. he's just—it's like he's rotating back and forth. All of a sudden, he's can't two feet from the basket. Oh, he got that like, big body now. Yeah. You can't stop him, yeah. man. <laughs> but he taught me 
uh, a lot of ways how to move off the court and what to look out for and what to look for, you know, in dealing with people, in dealing with media. Women? Uh, yeah. Yeah, women. That too. I mean, not not that much. I, I was a shy kid. Nightclubs? Uh, yeah. Clubs, you know. Did you champagne and campaign with him? Nah, not that much. Okay, a get couple it. times. That's good. A couple times. That's but, probably you know, for he, your benefit. Yeah, he threw. A few, you know, he threw some birthday parties. And Toronto was fun. It was a fun town. That was like <laughs> that's before everybody knew about it. It was like before Drake. You know, oh, so. that's what he's he's mad that Drake kind of sh- <laughs> shined a spotlight on Toronto. <laughs> yeah, it was like, like the like, under the radar that's place. My spot, man. I think a lot of people feel like that because it's like, man. Toronto, that was like a hidden gem. Now everybody knows about it. You think they can make the finals? Yeah. I did too. They're pretty good. And 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 that's what's messed up about playing in Toronto, and I, I don't feel right if I don't give them their due. They're first place in the East. They're three and a half games behind the best record in the NBA. Nobody's talking about it. They're two and a half behind the Warriors. Is it two and a half? Yeah, yeah. I think two it's three in the last column. And, Come on. Yeah. Like, nobody's even talking about them. In this day and age where everybody watches their screens everywhere, nobody's talking about You know what Raptors. happened to them? Because last year they had their moment with, nobody's talking about the Raptors. Watch out for them. And yeah. then Cleveland just killed them. <laughs> so now I think people just assume I mean, that's going to happen six, again. though. They should have went to seven, but they went to six. But, I mean, my point is that DeMar DeRozan isn't even top two in MVP category. They're talking about Anthony Davis before DeMar DeRozan, both deservedly so. Harden's going to win it. We know that. But as far as two and three are concerned. There's like a 4% Davis lingering possibility. Yeah, well, I mean, they're fourth in the West If they get the three seed with that craft team he's on, then it has to at least, the conversation (laughs) has to be had. You have to have those conversations, but. My point is that usually in this instance, we're not even talking about it if you're first. Yep. It's not even conversation. It's Harden, it's DeRozan, and it's their, them two to duke it out. Not even talking about DeMar. And he's playing amazing basketball. Again, he's a perennial all-star. And the coach is good. I, I yeah, wasn't, Dwayne Casey's doing a great I job. I was lukewarm on him for a while, but I think now he's in the top five. Yeah, he's doing a great job with that team. And if they have home court in the East, if you've got to go in there and win a game, good luck. The best thing they have going for them, other than the fact that Cleveland's team isn't very good, is uh, they own the Celtics. Oh, do and, they? Yeah, that's, okay. it's just a bad matchup. <laughs> One of the matchup maybe it could yeah. flip when we get to the playoffs, but it's just well, DeRozan. The somebody, they can't guard DeRozan. There's nobody in the team that can really get him. Yeah, Jonas has, has killed them. Yeah, I think Forever. they can. I think they can make the finals, man. They have they have the pieces and they have the confidence and they've got that teamwork and they've got the spirit in the city. And I think you combine all those things and they have the underdog effect because even if they play Boston, they're going to be an underdog. Nobody in that believes series in us, yeah, because nobody knows. Yeah, nobody's pumping the story. So, like, I think for them, yeah, they can make the finals. What do but, you see with uh, Cleveland, man? I, you know what I Coming see? Coming to Jesus and figuring it out. <laughs> yeah. You know what I see is there's no Kyrie Irving and no second guy that he knows he can count on every Yeah, night. that's important. He had two in Miami. He's got zero in Cleveland. Well, I mean, yeah, so, I mean. Love guys, can, if love can come back in time, maybe yeah, that's Yeah, but he's not that kind of player. He's a post-up, grinded-out player. He He's that guy that, yeah, if you do get in those, that boxing match on the ropes, he Who's can the kinda, second guy? Yeah, yeah, but in the fast-paced style – He's going to spread the court, and he's going to get second-chance points and rebounds. The the post-play, all they're going to do is double, you know, and you can force that, but it's it's tough. They have a lot of dudes who have not been there before, which is yeah, another that the thing, too. And they, you like know, Rodney they make Hood is fine on paper, but <laughs> let's see game six, down 3-2, two, two minutes left, down five, yeah, that's and a hell he's of a in the time. corner, and he's got to make a shot or they're going home. That's a hell of a time to figure yeah. out you know, who it is, but you have to go through those moments. And for them, yeah, they don't have the experience, but it'll be very interesting to kind of see you know, who and who does what and if they rise to the occasion. Because we know what Brian's going to bring. Yeah, but who's going to be those other guys to say, uh, uh. Did you, did you feel like he was leaving in 2014? No. Didn't see that coming at all? No. Didn't see it coming. I was on vacation. I was in Ghana. We were doing basketball camps in Ghana when I found out. And, you know, I didn't know. I mean, I was, I was just busy on vacation, and, and then free agency started, and I'm glad I was out of America 
Uh, but yeah, I mean, it just kind of went on and then days start passing by and it's like, okay, well, let me take care of what I need to take care of and, and be a free agent while I can. And, uh, yeah, I mean, the longer it went, the that's not good for us. Right. So, and I, it put me in a position where, yeah, I don't know where I'm playing. Yeah, because you house. almost signed with Houston. Yeah, me and my wife were looking up houses. I'm friends with the GM, and Darryl. there was a three-hour window where he we was like, Darryl. we got Chris Bosh. <laughs> yeah, we, we get, saw Darryl. He tells me that every time. Yeah. I'm like, we should have got you, man. He's like. He texted the- me. He's like, we got him. <laughs> and then like three hours later, it's like, we didn't get him. <laughs> yeah, it was in the 25. I was at a, a camp in Ghana. We were uh, doing basketball without borders with the USA, uh, uh, the NBA. I'm saying you with the USA, with the NBA, and we're with kids at a camp, and like they're doing a dunk contest. So it's like I'm just on the court with the kids, and we're having a good time. And so, you know, I started getting information. I got information from LeBron, uh, you know, and then all the information started going everywhere. A few minutes later. And then I remember, like, you know, it's a dunk contest. They trying to be official, so they got the microphone, a loudspeaker. Dude's looking at his phone. He said, oh, we've got big news. I stood up and looked at him and was like, don't say a word. And he said, oh, okay, okay, okay. I gave my phone to my wife because my phone started going crazy. And I knew I was going to be on the phone, like, all night because we were still doing this camp, and it was evening time, but it was still, like, afternoon, early, early morning or something like that back in the states and so yeah that's when yeah i was on the phone with houston and, and then miami called and then it was like kind of crazy for a while and and so i had a decision to make and i didn't think i was going to be in that position houston wasn't a bad alternative it was not a bad alternative james harden's good at basketball yeah i mean i was talking to james was talking to james talking to dwight was playing at the Did time Did james have to, to step outside from the strip joint to try to recruit you <laughs> It's like, hold on. I just got to settle my bill. <laughs> hey, what up, CB? Hold on. Hey, hold on. Hold on. Uh, he, he, it was great, I'm man. I'm on stage he, number two. Yeah, he came out. Uh, we were talking, and then, like, they start upping the pre- pressure. I was talking to everybody. I was talking to uh, Mikael, was a coach at the time. Had a conversation with him. And uh, then had, was having conversations with Miami. And At what and, point did Riley just do the Pat Riley on you? Uh, at the end. Yeah, I didn't have that many conversations with Miami. It was just the offer. We'll call you back. And then, hey, we're going to make you an offer. They made the offer. And I said, okay, just give me an hour because I wanted a break. He didn't do a Pat Riley speech on you? No, it was no need. It was nothing to say. He didn't do the... He gave it to me already, a man like four takes years ca- before. A man <laughs> takes care of his... Be- oh, yeah, that's right. You got it. <laughs> yeah, I got it all. And then in the Did years... Did he put the rings on the table? Yeah, he. Put, it, it was one, but he had a whole bunch of different versions of one. So, what was yeah, it? it was Wait, rings. are you going to tell me more? Yeah, I mean, he um I can't remember exactly what he said. It was a very moving speech. But uh he he pretty much his message was before he started talking, he put the championship rings out and was mm. like that's what it's about. Good start. Yeah, I'm listening. Okay. And then he was like we have an opportunity for this and that to happen and this is what we need because you seem like this sort of guy. Yeah. He starts relating to you, and then you say you're tired of you know his thing, tired of banging your head against the wall. Mm. I'm sure he said that in many press conferences. And then, yeah, he's like, yeah, you're right. And then you know he just like, yeah, he can sell water to a well, man. But he didn't. It, this situation didn't call for it because I had an offer. Um, so it was very quick. And then you know they told me the number, and uh, I said, all right, let me call you back. Yeah. <laughs> Hung up the phone and looked at my wife. Yeah, so uh, we've got this. She's like, oh, okay, great. And I'm going to go sit down for a minute and kind of process this. Yeah. And then, like, then my phone was really blowing up. But then I made a decision. And, you know, it ended up working out. I mean, I only played, uh, what, how many games after that? Like the 80 s- games. Signing with them was the right move. I, yeah, I it was the right move. Plus, it was you would be kind of become <clears> – <throat> I, I wanted to see what you could do as the lead guy, too. And, you know, it was, it was a chance to kind of shake off the dust and get back to that place yeah. because that's what people are expecting of me now. Oh, we get Toronto, Chris Bosh. Like, man, I'm way better than that. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like, why would I go back? And, and it was just a chance to, to evolve my career. And it was good. It spiced up the league a little bit. It, it got competitive, you know, with Brian for a little bit. And um, it was a good time. I'm I glad liked- I made it. 
I actually really liked what Riley said before LeBron left when he had that press conference and he was like crusty old man <laughs> and he was like this is what happens sometimes you don't win the title and you got to handle it like a man and yeah. he was ba- but he basically made the mistake of calling out LeBron <laughs> I don't think it helped but I liked what he said I kind of agree like teams aren't supposed to win the title every year yeah. you have ups you have downs like retool his Lakers that was his thing retool yeah. you got to retool you get the hunger back you add a couple pieces you yeah. try again and I mean yeah that's up for debate a lot of the times that's the, you know the age that we live in now it's up for debate before people would be like all right coach you're right now it's like uh i don't agree with you and or yeah i hear you but free agency is free agency and i'm gonna make the best decision i feel that you know and and be unapologetic about it and that's kind of the situation that we confronted um that year but it ended up working out for me i made you know more money so that's cool and then um, things kind of worked out. And, um, you know, unfortunately, I didn't get to play right. uh, the whole entirety of the contract. <clears throat> but that's, for me as a competitor, that, that, that juiced me up and gave me more, more uh, motivation as a player to do my job every night. I always felt like LeBron left, the, left Miami because Cleveland was actually – in a weird way, a better basketball situation. Yeah, I think I think I, you, I never bought that whole. I'm coming home. It's like I just thought it was bullshit. It's he calculated. Had, Wade was at the tail end of. He was about to head into a different phase of his career. Kyrie had just got the All Star MVP that year. You were you were still in your prime, <laughs> yeah. but he had Kyrie, and they had that number one pick that he knew he could get Kevin Love with, mm-hmm. and they had a ton of cap space mm-hmm. and, and another a, number one. It was pick. a better situation. Yeah, they had they had. And so for him, like to be like, oh, it's time to come home. It's like, yeah, you're going home. That's much better. What are you talking <laughs> yeah, about? Yeah, you could plug him right away. Yeah, and they could, um, you know, they went to the finals that first year. But you know, yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's a it's a it's a thing that we had to you know deal with and learn, and that's a part of the story, and that's kind of what makes it cool too. Um, just looking back on it because yeah, things happen and things happen the way you don't want them to. And yeah, we would have been just the old dudes if he would have came back. And yeah, that I mean, it would have been though. justified. I like the old dude stage. Don't old sleep dude on stage the old dude is fun, stage. It's but good. man, you get there and you lose a lot. You know, yeah. you get there. You know, look at Brady. I mean, three, two of the last three years, what three of the last four they've gotten there, right? And they win one. That's cool, but they you got know, you're forty and you wait. It was don't short. Two? Don't short me a Super Bowl. Two or four. They two. lost two. Two. We they lost the AFC title game and then the Super Bowl. The AFC title. Yeah, two okay. out of the last okay. four. Yes, and yeah. you know, you, but it's still at the mountaintop, and yeah. you get there, and it's like you know, you're 40, and these young dudes running around, and you're just trying to, you know, get it one more time, and yeah, you lose sometimes. That's a yeah. part of the game, and you get all the way, and you, you're playing a hell of a team, and they, you get beat by another champion, and that's kind of the 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 thing you have to accept. But it's 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 good to watch, but it's tough to go through that shit. You know, it's it's tough, man. How uh, how many years do you think LeBron plays? Is that 15 right so now? So he's 40. I think 40 and he's out. 40 plus. Unless something happens where he's like, man, all right, I'm going to do this. But I've never met someone who just hoops. That's He just, you put a basketball in here with a Nerf basket, he'll start shooting shots. You know, I think he's just one of those guys. He That's kind of like what Brady's like. Yeah, I mean, Brady's like that that <clears throat> weird Facebook show he did that I actually kind of like, but all he wants to do is play football and prepare to play football. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's it. Does. That's his entire life. <laughs> I'm taking and care of my I, body. I'm eating yeah. these veggies. It's kind of what LeBron is like, right? Yeah, I mean, his he, he, he translates that into his body, and by the time he's done playing, he will be a master in kinesiology. Yeah. Um, he's learning his body. He's learning how to perform and get the most out of his body, and he's learning how to just – those, you, you know, the older you get, you, you know, you're like Indiana Jones on the quest for the fountain of youth. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It's like you're on a quest and you have to go find these different things so you can continue to elevate your game. The problem is when you get older, you saw it happen with Kobe because I think Kobe was wired like that. But when yeah. you get hurt and you can't do that process for six, seven, eight months and you have the all the miles... Yeah, that's when it gets tough to get that back at that point. Yeah, it's tough, man. I think you got It's got to be every day, day yeah, after day. Yeah, that's when I think day, Kobe day. was like, uh, I'm, you know, I'm mm. done. I'm gonna go win an Oscar. You know, <laughs> this, damn, this is too much. I'm work on this Oscar now. So t- tell stories. Yeah, that was what Kobe was on. But uh, you know, I think that's the moment where he was at. Where like, damn, I'm mortal, 
and you start kind of realizing like, eh, you know, now barring that happening to LeBron, you know, moving forward, I think he can keep going. Kobe's next short film should be about the 2008 Olympics when he was in the next hotel room and heard you guys playing the whole <laughs> Miami thing out. <laughs> you, yeah. you three in the Arison kid. That's it. I'm going to get that story at some point in my life. I'm getting everybody drunk one night. I'm getting that story. He would have stopped. He was like, hold up. So we were hanging around. Kobe yeah. comes in. Hold up. Act like we're just friends. Yeah, hey, Kobe. <laughs> what's happening, buddy? Kobe, what's up? Hey. We're, not, we're not masterminding anything, hey. man. We're just here, just hanging out, just having a little, you know, having some <laughs> Mame at lunch. Kobe's like, what's that whiteboard with Miami, the Knicks, and Chicago on it? Yeah. The Knicks would have been an interesting alternative. Too much. Too much? Too big of a fishbowl? Yeah. Too much. Too much for you or for LeBron? Everybody. Yeah. Could you imagine if that was like that situation in New York? Oh, my God. Jesus Christ. It oh, my God. Just... Well, Miami, it was like you guys could be super famous, but also under the radar. Yeah. That was always what could, amazed me about small South market, Beach. Big market, small market kind of people deal. People, nobody... People, Miami could only take so many. Yeah. It's only so many hotel rooms. Yeah, Miami. I'm, uh, I mean, New York is. I mean, that's the hub. Yeah, and that nah, that wouldn't work. We it would have been broken promises, broken friendships. It just would have been all bad. Houston's another one that is just under the radar. Huge city. I think NBA Houston, players man, love playing there. Houston, man. What do you think about Houston this year? I was really impressed Saturday night when the Celtics had them. And we're about to close it. And Houston was just like, we're not losing. And yeah. they turned it up a notch. I, I liked it. I, Houston's even though it made me man. mad, I was like, wow, that's a little, tough, <laughs> little toughness from them yeah. that I didn't expect. What I like about Houston is that they can force, they're like, a, they're, they're the grinded out team of the future, yep. of now. So they can spread it, but they have very, very good ISO basketball players. They, I mean, Harden's the Harden's best right playing now. amazing. Yeah. And yeah, he can step in that, those threes he shoots, it's like, Typically, that's a bad shot. I'm not. That's a bad shot. Right. But James Harden has got the ball, and the game is tied, or you're up three, down three. You're just nervous in that situation. And Chris Paul too. He's a very good ISO basketball player. And I mean, you know, their guy Eric and Gordon good too. Shooters. Gordon's have, been good. They have their their system. They know what they do, and they're comfortable. All right. So 27 game win streak Heat are playing them. Who's got walk it through? Who's out there in crunch time? How do you handle this? You're gonna end up on Harden, I think. They're gonna uh, try to switch it so that you're guarding him at the end of the game. Yeah, but we didn't switch. We only switched if we had bronze. So one thing we probably but do. But we're is, in a time machine now. I'm taking your team and putting you yeah, here. Yeah. So what would we you, do? Would late you be game, switching in 18? 2018. Maybe if it crunch time only. Yeah. We're switching, but if they keep. Running the five up there, we'll put Brian on the five. We'll put me on Ariza or somebody like that, and we'll switch that late game. So who's so, who does James, Harden have on him? Brian. So everything you're doing is like it ends up no matter what the switch is, it's if LeBron. That was our that would how do we get to that thing? Yeah. If we're playing Houston, you know, Harden likes to, you know, do the the ISO late game. All right, cool. We're gonna put Brian on the five because they switch. We're just gonna switch that. And then Brian will be on him late clock. And that's the situation. If they want to get to that, they'll get to it. And that's how we're going to get, you know, that's going to be our model if they, you know, get the ISO. What about Golden State when they're doing the little Curry Durant high screen on the right side? Tough. That's tough. I don't know. That's a good one. We would just have to. It's just our system against their system, pretty much. You just got to outscore them, yeah. Yeah, well, we weren't going to outscore you like that. We could, but slow that's it down not, and outscore. We want to slow you down and we want to beat you up. And we want to, like, we wanted to play fast and physical. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's kind of a tough one. We would probably have to switch that. And, you know, yeah, I mean, he's passing it back to KD on a mismatch, but we just go from there. We probably, you know, maybe have uh, D guarding Curry, maybe. And and Brian on 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 KD, you know the problem is Clay's on the weak side, and Curry is always you know it's, it's tough. And then our rotations—that's the tough part. That would be the thing. I'm not even thinking about KD and Steph yeah. right there. I'm thinking about everybody on the weak side because that opens it up for them, and that's what they want to be able to exploit you. And they're very good. Passers. And Zaza would trip you at some point early in the series. 
Yeah. Get in your head. I nah. He'll knock you in a basket support. Nah, I'd knock him too. <laughs> that look, that's what I don't understand today. Everybody he's playing dirty. Yeah, of course. Hit him back. What right. happened to that? You know, what happened to the old school? He's just an old school player living in the new school rules. So it's like, yeah, he might push me in the stands. I'm like, oh, okay, I'm gonna push you in row two. How far do you want to take it? Right. Because I want to win. You know? Well, you talked about earlier about um uh the one time KG came at you. Yeah, and he then, killed me. He crushed me. And you figured out how to handle that, and the enemy always knows whatever. Like yeah. with, with Westbrook, I would be trying to get in that dude's head all the time. Well, I, I, mean, think, I think it's doable. That's going to be his thing. He's so passionate. Get him so mad, and so get him in fifth gear, and yeah. then that's actually to his detriment. Yeah, because you're not going to beat him in basketball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, as a player, what can I Make do? Make him beat just himself. To, yeah, what can I do to kind of ag him on a little bit? And that's the only thing. I mean, that's the only way you can beat Russell Westbrook and get him out of the game or get him flustered, you know. And and I'm sure he knows that, and he continues to, you know, work on that. But then you run up against a guy who's doing it on purpose, and, yeah, you feel like where are the referees? Who's controlling the situation? You know who can control the situation? A elbow off the top rope like Randy Savage. <laughs> that'll 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 cure this whole situation and bring it to a halt. All right, so give me we're gonna go Houston or Golden State. I just want to see a seven game, game series honestly. in Houston. I think Golden State's tough to beat, man. Just based off of I think Golden State's movement. gonna be fine. Yeah, it's gonna be Iggy fun. Iggy will get going. Their bench will get going. They need their bench to get going. Yeah, but Houston has a bench. See, that's like the whole. It's they're polar opposites, but the same. They can both put up 130 on you. They can both defend top five you know it just comes down to match up coaching those other intangibles and who plays their game and yeah the game slows down that's more suited for houston but man when that ball pops with golden state wait let's do let's practice you're on one of the studio shows now now your studio show chris bosh yeah (laughs) you're waiting your turn oh so oh here you're 22 seconds to talk Chris, what do you think happens in this series? I think it all comes down to the ball movement. I think if uh, if uh, Houston wins the turnover battle, if they can force Golden State into turnovers, if they can force them into low percentage shots, Houston's got a chance. But if Golden State averages 25, 30 assists a game, they're not going to get beat. We'll be back after this. <laughs> Chris Bosch, this was fun. I'm glad we finally did yeah, this. Yeah, appreciate yeah. Appreciate it, man. Keep I've in been... touch, man. We're here. You live near here. Yeah, Anytime yeah. Anytime you want to I mean, come talk hoops, man, we're here. We're well, ready I mean, for you. You know what? I'm you think about getting a podcast and stuff too. I'm uh I'm Well, we happen know. to have a podcast network, so you tell yeah, us. Okay, yeah, man. You know, tell we'll them to make you. a deal, man. What's up? Yeah, and we'll we'll do some negotiation. You brought a guy yeah. with a suit. We're gonna I'll, have to talk to yeah. him after. <laughs> and I won't be here, you know. I'm not here, I'm just here for a little bit. I'm you know, I'm in Texas. Um, Texas is, you know, I'm part of the Lone Star State, you know, so, but your podcast is universal. You're a man of, man. you're Canada, so you belong flight. to Canada, yeah, you belong to the man. South, you belong to Texas. Yeah, so, you know, I'm telling Canada, I'm going to come up there, you know, I see they, uh, they're they doing well, so I'm going to come out there and experience the playoff game out there, that's going to be amazing. I and feel then, bad for the family that is sitting in the on the plane with you and your five kids as they're all throwing nah, tapioca hey, at each other. No, see, <laughs> I don't bring the gang. Good, that's the in and out trip. That's like good, twenty hours and then back. Good, you know, smart. you can't bring the gang, yeah. man. When we bring the, you know, we roll like Prince you gotta Jockey get, Joe. Yeah, for you got to get it. You're yeah, for we, that one. we got the we got the you know the we got like about eight cars. Yeah, the flags on the you know flags on on the hood. You know what I mean. We're coming in there, chicks throwing flowers. You know, and and the princes and princesses coming out and getting their luggage, and then I get my one carry on, and yeah, you know, then we roll. But yeah, it's too tough bringing all the kids, man. That's like. Yeah, that's vacation. If if that's like a good or a bad thing, it's very good or very bad. If you see with me with all my kids somewhere, I'm gonna say. Almost all the time, kids vacation. Somebody gets sick at some point. <laughs> Somebody starts throwing up. With like it's a day work. to go. Nobody did on my last one though. Oh man, you. Yeah, we took the kids. We took the kids to Montana. We did like a whole Ooh. camping thing. It was yeah. cool, and then everybody had a great time. Only thing, it was cold. You know, we got the weather didn't break all the way yet, but for the most part, nobody got sick. It was. We well, have a starting five. Maybe you need a six man on the on, on nah, kids. That'd be a draft. <laughs> draft or a sign or pick somebody off waivers 
I'm not adopting right now. <laughs> Free kids, agent so. babysitting. Yeah, right. I'm not adopting. Keep your eye on the world. Your ask it will break it when it happens. <laughs> uh, all right. Hopefully, we'll see you soon. Yeah, this man. This was absolutely. fun. Thanks, man. Thanks Appreciate for the time. It. Thanks right. for having me. All right, that's it. That was so much fun. Thanks to Chris Bosch. Thanks to ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. My listeners can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash BS. Thanks to Credible.com, where it takes less than two minutes to find out if you're overpaying on your student loans. You can save thousands by refinancing. Go to Credible.com slash Bill. Answer a few questions. Right away, you'll get real rates, not ranges of rates from multiple lenders. Checking your rates won't affect your credit score. You really have nothing to lose right now. My listeners get a $200 welcome bonus when refinancing through Credible.com slash Bill. Once again, that is Credible.com slash Bill. Hope you enjoyed the four podcasts we put up this weekend. I had a blast. I'm excited for March Madness. When we come back on Monday, I will have a couple surprises in store for you. Until then.